Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, it's almost uh, Erev Shabbos. It is Erev Shabbos. It is Erev Shabbos. It's time for a while. minutes. So, um, today was an interesting day in my head. Today was an interesting day in my head. I went through some different stuff. Nothing was really, <laughs> was really working. Anybody who was by the morning Chabura knows. I was in North and I was in South and I was in East and I was all over the place. Yeah. I don't even remember this morning. <laughs> Was I there? Is that you're, you're there. there. Yes. Well, we're going to continue Monday, yeah, but... Are you over? We'll no. S- I don't know where we're going to go Monday. We finish 90. I don't know until Sunday night. Bill we finish 90. We finish 90. Maybe. 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 Yeah. So anyway, so... I was going back and forth with different different feelings, trying to get into something, maybe Achtus rally this week. I wasn't feeling it. I forgot what else I was trying to work on, trying to connect. Brother... Achta's brotherlyhood, and just nothing was going. Mamish, nothing was going. And then at like, I don't even know, 8.30 or something, 8.15, I'm not even joking. Then I started, I don't even know how the thought, who knows. But then I started thinking about last week's Chabura. We were connecting Avram, Avram and Sarah, their relationship and marriage, and then we were also talking about the children, so then Yaakov and Esav and certain parts of the Parsha started to come out. So, <clears throat> a Dvar Torah we have. A song never really came. But one of the songs that I was listening to today, just to get, I was getting into different things, was uh, an old Zusha song, like 10 years ago, Manish. What? I think it's 10 years ago, something like that. It says 2014 on it. Yeah. So this is a song called Brother. It's called Brother. Yeah. There are no words. So we can do whatever we want with it. But it's a beautiful song. If you've never heard it. If you have heard it, it's a beautiful song. He does it with C. Lansbaum, who's, uh, who's just a master guitarist. So we'll listen, and then we'll, we'll connect in our way. So all the ideas work. Yeah, exactly. I could just do it. Open palette. You heard us well? Ah uh-huh. 
questions to start. This whole parsha is filled with questions. The mice and that went on. A lot of the parsha I'm asking the first Pasuk. Pasuk says, Eilat told us Yitzchak ben Avram. These are the offspring, Yitzchak, the son of Avram. For Avram, holy is Yitzchak. So the told us of Yitzchak is going to be Yaakov and Esav. Yitzchak is ben Avram. So you have you have grandfather, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Esav. Everybody's in this Pasuk right away. So if Eilu told us Yitzchak ben Avram, Avram, holy is Yitzchak. This is the told us the offspring of Yitzchak, the son of Avram, and Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. As they say, duh. Of course, Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. Yitzchak ben Avram. So what's the, why is the, what's the redundancy in the Pasuk? Second question that's dealt with is what's with what's with Yitzchok's ahava for Esav? The Torah's madgish emphasizes the love. A lot of talk about it. Rav Sonson talks about it. I don't. I don't look at it. You know what he says? What does he say? I don't know. I have to look at it. Rav Sonson has a whole piece on. I didn't get a chance to look at it. I just know he talks about that. I'll tell you right now. No, not now. After, <laughs> but the before should discuss it. What exact? What is this? The Torah, right? Esav, Esav Arasha. Yitzchak's loving Esav. And what about, what about Yitzchak and, and Yaakov? So it's mashma that Yitzchak didn't appreciate Yaakov so much. Rivka loves Yaakov. That's, that's great. Rivka, let's say, let's say, she didn't have so much love for Esav. We'd understand that. We'd get that. 
big Russia. Not 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 when mommy, you know, taught. But Yitzchak loving Esav and not Yaakov is that part? Like, what is it? What's the Torah teaching us with that? Why well, didn't say Yitzchak loves both? And even if you want to say that, you know, Yitzchak knew Esav wasn't such a good guy, and therefore he wanted to have some unconditional love, and he wanted it right. The shit that we all hold of. Well, then why didn't it work? Didn't work with Asus. He didn't end up being a good boy. He was a bad boy. That's what's going on with that. Why didn't, why didn't it work? And why, why was it after Yaakov bought? He bought the Bukhar. Okay, maybe it wasn't so nice. I don't know. I was thinking about it, you know. Asus really hungry and Yaakov just like... Gets a, puts, a, puts a fast one over, uh, over Esau. You know, give me the Bechor. You're so hungry. But Lamaisa, Yaakov buys it, right? So now, when Yitzhak says, I'm going to give Esau, I'm going to give you the brachas, why didn't Yaakov just come over and say, listen, Tati, I bought them. They're my brachas. I, I bought them from Yitzhak, from, from Esau. They're mine. The sale was a good sale. So it's Bashan. Why didn't Yaakov just tell Yitzhak? Of course, the answers to a lot of these questions, we really have no idea. You can't. What I'm going to say now is speculation at best. It doesn't mean it's actually what happened. But we have to learn. So, again, what I'm going to say, love dafka. But the yesodos, I think, are amistic. So last week, we discussed a lot about midos. Chesed and Gvura. Yitzchak, Gvura. Sarah Gvura, Sarah teaching Yitzchak, Avram teaching Chesed and Ahavah to Yitzchak, right? all the different types of Midas. And the Avodah of Midas is, is of the most important Avodahs and Avodah Hashem, to work on Midas in a very deep way, in a very real way. It's not so popular, right? As Revolbi, Revolbi, I like to quote Revolbi, who said that it used to be that people openly would learn Midos, they would learn Musr, and in the, in the crevices and in the, in the basements, they would learn Kabbalah. Now, open in the streets, they're learning Kabbalah, but it's only in the basements they're learning Musr and working on their Midos. And Midos is, for those who have learned the Sugya and who've worked on their Midos, better than learning the Sugya, but for those who have worked on their Midos in a, re, in a real way, in a real way, which if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, if you don't, you might not, in a real way, Amidus is mamish everything. It's the yisod of everything. Fran Vital talks about Fran Vital. Now, the Torah starts off, first Rashi in all of Chumash says, the Torah could have started with Parshas Bo, right? First mitzvah. The Torah is here to teach us mitzvahs. The first mitzvah is a chodesh hazelachem. Parshas Bo. So the Torah could have started in Parshas Bo, but no. It starts with Barashas. Why? So Kaddish Baruch Hu wants to tell Klal Yisrael, listen, I created the world, I created Eretz Yisrael, I give Eretz Yisrael to you, and if the Goyim say, you're Ganovim, list them, you tell them that really, I gave it to you, Klal Yisrael. So that's beautiful. What does that answer? 
Again, the Torah could have started with Parashas Bo, because the first mitzvah, the Havamina is, that, that's only, only about mitzvahs, to teach us mitzvahs, to live life. Great. Kamashvelan, no. We need Barashas because we need to know that God created the world, and therefore we could say that Eretz is ours. But what's the kasha? Skip everything we're doing. Yeah, why do you need the rest of Barashas? No, you only need Parashas Barashas. There's promises along the way. What do you need of them? Go Okay, that's how you learned him shot. That it was that was the rest of the promises. You don't know, you don't need all the parshas. You don't need all of them. And the see you only need parshas. So what does the Torah say? Bereishis bara, bereishis bara. Kadosh created for bereishis. Who's bereishis? Bishvil bereishis. So it says Rashi, bereishis is Klal Yisrael, and bereishis is Torah. So you see, we should again. If the whole Torah is created, if the whole world, I'm sorry, is created for Klal Yisrael and Torah, again, skip, let's go. Let's get to Parshish Yisrael. So what's the answer? Derech Eretz Kadmul Torah. What's the answer? The answer is to properly accept Torah, not learning Torah. To properly accept in Makabal Torah. There's 48 Kinyanim. There's Memches Kinyanim Torah. That's in Perkyavos. Derech Eretz, Perkyavos. You have to have Midos, proper Midos. Anava and Chesed and Ahava and all the other of the 48 Kenyan. Simcha. In order to accept the Torah, you need Midos. Who taught us Midos? The Avos. The rest of Barashas. Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, the Shvatim. All throughout there, throughout everything we learn. It's called Sefer Yasher. Because the Avos were Yasher, they were straight. They taught us Midos. And really, they taught us three things. Emuna, Midos, and Tefillah. Right? Those are the three main, I think. What is it? Who said? Rosh Tevas? Emes. Right? Emuna, Aleph, Mem, Midos, and Tav Tefillah. Emes. Titan, Emes, Yaakov. The Bechir Shabavas. So the Midos is, is of utmost importance. There's two major ways... We can learn Midas at the workplace. We can learn Midas when we're in elementary school. But the two major headquarters for Midas to really have to work on them is with a spouse and with kids. For those who know, they know. You don't get, you don't get frustrated with anybody more than your kids mm-hmm. unless you worked on it. And you don't get other ways with your wife. Right? We're not going to go into the, the Amkas of these Sugyas now. There's a lot to talk about. But we explained last week that the union of Midas with a wife is that Zohar tells us, it's Yadua, that there was one Neshama and it was broken into two pieces. I get half and my wife gets half. Literally one Neshama is split into two. Adam and Chav. And therefore, right? Chav is a, is a piece of Adam Rishon. And therefore... She has my other half, and I have her other half. She literally has the midos that I need to acquire from her, and I have the midos that she needs to acquire from me. And through the relationship, through the give and take, through the giving in when you need to give in, and through the not giving in when you're not supposed to give, whatever it is, throughout that relationship, when you build the shalom bias, the shlemis, right? An Adam is only half a man, says the Gemara, Shulchan Aruch Paskins. An Adam is only half a man until he gets married. 
Because he only part, he only has, literally, he only has half of, of who he could be. The potential's within him, but he, it's within her. So through that relationship, he gets his other half. Which means through the wife, you receive your opposite. Azer, Kinegdo. That's why opposites attract. That's why many people find out after they're married, how did I end up with this one who's completely the opposite of who I am? Mm-hmm. And the Kaddish is like laughing upstairs, and they're all laughing, like, we got you. <laughs> because the Amos is, she has to be opposite you. Mm-hmm. That's the Amos. Avram and Sarah. Yitzhak and Rifka. <clears throat> That's Shlav Aleph. So when it comes, again, to the wife, the Midos is the opposite. We have to take the opposite from the spouse. When it comes to kids, who's they're a piece of us, DNA, spiritually also, that's where you have to teach your kids your strength. Not the opposite. You, have to, you want to pass down to the children where you're strong. Now, of course... It's going to be, hopefully, by the time a person has kids, is, of course, it's a whole lifetime of work. But you've already been diluted in a good way with your wife's midos, and there's a combination. And therefore, when you teach the kid, it should be balanced. But it's icker, it's from your, your original midos. Again, with the shlemis of what you received from your spouse. What, so what's the kid going to do? I'm only giving him half. Well, the answer, of course, is you have, a, you have a spouse, and she's also supposed to be mechanical children on her end. And if you teach the kid your half, and your wife teaches the kid her half, then there should be shlemish in the kid. Again, we're talking about a perfect world. Now, of course, the parents have to be united in order that they each teach their half, and they can trust that the other one, the other spouse, will properly teach the child. So when it comes to Avraham, the Pasuk says, or Yitzhak, Vela told us Yitzhak ben Avraham, Yitzhak the son of Avraham, Avraham holy to Yitzhak. Not sure which way to go with this, but Avraham holy to Yitzhak. That's a lotion of giving birth. Yeah, Avraham can't give birth to Yitzhak without a sorrow. That's not possible, right? Yitzhak, as we know, is the Indian of Gevura. Where did he get his Gevura from? Mostly from his mother. This is our understanding. Sarah was the gibor between her and Avram. Even though she taught, we discussed last week, she taught Avram a little bit of gvura, and Avram taught a little bit of chesed and ahava to Sarah. That was their union. That was their shlemus. But the Iker, Sarah's the gibor, and Yitzhak, we know, was his union was gvura. So Avram holy as Yitzhak. But what's the, what does it mean, Yitzhak ben Avram? Yitzchak's a son of Avram because Avram taught Yitzchak chesed. Right? Yitzchak was gevura. You have to balance them out with chesed. Avram's chesed. You teach your child your strength. So Yitzchak ben Avram. Yitzchak, the son of Avram, meaning he was the son of the chesed of Avram. So between his gevura that came from Sarah and the teaching that came from Avram Vinu, Yitzhak was a, a balanced human being. He was, it was so good. Yitzhak, the Gibor, who we understand as the Gvura, 
it might say, I didn't get to look it up, but the word Ahava, which is Avram Vinu's Midah, he passed that down to Yitzhak. And it says by Yitzhak Avinu at least three times the word Ahava, which I don't know if it says it by Yaakov or, or even Avram Vinu as many times, which shows how much Yitzhak took this Ahava in an open way. Last week's Parsha. He brings Rivka into the tent, and he loves her openly. I don't think it ever says in the Torah that Avram loves Sarah. I don't ever... Th- ya- Yaakov and Rachel, it says. It doesn't say about Yaakov and Leah. Right? So Yaakov, we can understand. But Yitzhak, the Gibor, usually they're quiet. Uh, no. Avram vina Torah. Not just that. It says, Avram loves Esav. Where did, where did Yitzhak get that from? This love from his father Avram. And it also says... When Yitzchak, it also says <clears throat> that, that, you could say like this, that Yitzchak was metzachek, it's Rivka. Right? When they went to Gerar by Avimelech, there's an Indian, a, a Pella, that Yitzchak, you think again, the Gibor is uh, the most sanua, he's quiet. He's, somehow Avimelech sees that uh, Yitzchak and Rivka are metzachek, they're playing around. What the Peshat is, it's not clear at all, but you wouldn't expect that from Yitzchak. Mitzachik, right? That means he turned his entire his Indian of Yitzchok into a tzchok. He was able to acquire such a midah. And then when he when he says to Esav, "Make me, make me that special food because I want to give you a bracha." Mm-hmm. Well, Yitzchok is about taiva. That's what it means because he loves food. There's a deeper Indian, of course, with the ahava of Yitzchok and the food. But lamaisa again, ahava, not his classic midah. This is what was acquired. From Avram Avinu. And Rivka, we could, there's more to speak about, but Rivka Bas Basuel, Ha'arami, Achas Lavan. Pasuk says. We end up being in the Parsha. So it's unclear, I don't have any Raya's, but Rivka we know is Baal's Chesed. That we know. That was her beginning. Bas Basuel, again, I don't have any Raya's for this. Basuel's Gematria, Gullus, so maybe you could say, Inyiv Gavura. So Rivka, Chesed, comes from Gura. And Achas, Lavan. Right? You also learn Midas from your brother. So Lavan Ha'arami, he was the trickster. So Rivka picks up some of the tricks of, of Lavan. So Yitzchak, again, speculation. I want to be very clear. I don't know. Nobody knows. We only know what the Torah says. And, but maybe, again, for us to learn. <clears throat> So Yitzchak sees Esau born. He's red. Sayar. It's clear. Big boy, right? Probably came out like 10 pounds, you know? 12 pounds. This is a gibor. This is me. Yitzchak sees Esau and recognizes, this is my guy. We're connected. So what does Yitzchak even think? Again, I'm just speculating. I want to keep saying that again because I don't know. What does Yitzchak think? Well, I'm a gibor. And Ace is a Gibor. My father taught me Chesed, so I'll teach my son Asa of Chesed. I'll teach him Ahava. I'll love him. To the point where Yitzhak loved Asa so unconditionally, there were no rules. There were no rules by Asa. That's what it says. Yitzhak loved. Now, for a Gibor to go into that place of love, it has to be, you have to overcompensate in a certain way. Not always bad. That's why it says, yeah, he loved Rivka more than it says by Avram and Sarah. 
and he loved Esav, and he loved food, because the Gibor, who's usually quiet and internal, has to overcompensate. So when you overcompensate, unconditional love is beautiful. But if there are no rules, that's not unconditional love. That's unbridled love. That's, that's hefker. That's not going to work. Instead of seeing ish sada yodei atzayid, what is ish sada? Ish sada yodei atzayid, we understand it. I mean, he was a hunter, a gatherer. He was a, a, a behemoth. But what else can you say ish sada is? That's expression. What is it? Tefillah. Asuch basada. It looks like this is my guy. He's going to the field because he's probably davening like me. He's davening mincha. Right? Esav's a gibor, mincha's gvura. He's davening mincha. That's where he is. Long hours. Comes back all tired. He was really put his kochas into tefillah. Because Yitzhak only saw the Ahava. He only saw, only saw Nekudas Tovas. Nothing else. This is how Esav could, could trick Yitzhak with the miser. Tati, how do we, do we do, how, what's the miser on, on salt and on straw? Right? Mm-hmm. It seems to be from Chazal that Yitzhak actually got tricked. Again, we don't know. But it's, it's, that's what it seems like. That Esav Taka duped Yitzhak. Yitzhak thought he was a big tzaddik. Esav was a big tzaddik. That song didn't come out yet. I'm firm. So Yitzhak teaches Esav to love. Yitzhak's teaching Ahava to Esav, right? Again, Yitzhak says, my, I'm Gvura, my father taught me Gvura. I'm sorry. I'm Gvura, my father taught me Chesed. Avram teaches Chesed and Ahava to, e- to Yitzhak. So Yitzhak says, I will teach Chesed and Ahava to Esav. So what happens what did Yitzchak do? What did Yitzchak do when, when Avram taught him Chesed and Ahava? He went and married a wife, brought her into the tent, and and he loved her. So what does it say when Esau got four, became 40 years old? Esau says, my tati got married at 40. He's teaching me to love. I should also get married at 40. So Esau goes and gets married, right? Pasuk says. And what does the next Pasuk say? It was horrible. It was horrible for Yitzhak and Rivka. Esav, through his marriage, made life Gehenim for his parents. How? I don't know. But the marriage wasn't good. It wasn't good for Yitzhak and Rivka. Well, what happened? What happened? Yitzhak is teaching... Esav, like his father taught him. What? What's going on? What's wrong? Yitzchak, the Gibor, worked on himself. Yitzchak had a mother like Sarah teach him Gevura. Yitzchak went to the Akedah. He worked on his Gevura. That was the Spitz we learned last week. When he got to the Akedah, he says, Avram Vinu, Tati, Kaddish Baruch says, to kill me, kill me, take me. That was the Spitz Ezo Gibor. Who's the Gibor? HaKovish Yitzro, who holds back his Yitzro. His Yitzro. My Yitzro is to live. Kaddish Baruch says, Yitzro is for me to die. 
I'm ready to give up my life for Kodesh Baruch That was the, the Shpitz Yira, Shpitz Kvur. We learned last week. After Yitzhak Gavino passed that test, and that's when Sarah passed away, right? Because she finished her mission in life by teaching both her husband, Gvura, and her child, Gvura. Remember? Right? She taught her husband the opposite Mida, which Avram needed Gvura to go kill Yitzhak. And Sarah teaches her own strength, Gvura, to her son. Her life was done. She passed away in a good way. Then Avram Vino says, Oh, now that Yitzhak Gavino finally maximizes Gvura, I could teach him now Ahava and Chesed. Let's go find the wife. Right? I'm going to teach Yitzchak my midah now, because now he's ready. But Esav never worked on his Gevura. Why not? He's born a Gibor. But who is supposed to teach him Gevura? Yitzchak. Yitzchak was supposed to teach Esav his own midah. Right? When you're teaching your kids, you're supposed to teach your strength. So Yitzchak, the Gibor, should have taught Ace of Gevura. But he didn't. He taught Ace of Ahava because his father Avram taught him Ahava. So he thought he was supposed to pass that down. The opposite of me then. No. Let Rivka teach Ace of Ahava. You should have taught Gevura. So now you have a Gibor who is tremendous koach, who's only, his parents are just giving him whatever he wants. What do you think you're going to create? An unbridled Hefkervelt of a Gibor. And what does the Pasuk say? He's Ayef. He comes back from the field. He's tired. This is when he sells the Bechor. Ayef. What does the Gemara say in Baba Basra? He came back. He did five, five Yisrim on that day. He, was, he raped. He murdered. He was a Kofir Be'ikr. He was Mavaza the Bechor. And he did something else. I forgot. That's what you get when you just teach. Again, I'm just speculating. I'm not taking any blame. It's like Avina. We have no idea. I want to keep saying it a thousand times. So I don't know. It's going to come to me in a dream tonight or something. <coughs> We're just trying to learn. We're just trying to learn. Can make you laugh. But when you, when you have a gibor and you don't and you don't harness that with gvura and you just give chesed and ahava, you're just giving. You're making a gibor selfish. That's a bad combination. It's a bad combination. So since Asaph never worked on gvura, he only had ahava. He was just totally out to lunch. So he gets married thinking that he's a, you know, he's a romantic like, like his father Yitzchak. Yitzchak was a perfect human being. He was already perfected in his gevura. Then he starts working on his hava. He's balanced. Esav is just about taiva. He never worked on his inner gevura because no one taught him his inner gevura. He worked on his outer gevura. He could kill. He could pill, you know, pillage. He could murder. He could rape. What kind of gevura is that? When it comes to Yaakov, you know, he's the Ishtam. Tamimus, simplicity, wholesomeness. Chacham and the Tam. So what happened with that relationship, Yitzhak and Yaakov? Again, speculation only. If the Pasuk says, <laughs> the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says that Yitzhak loves Esav and it doesn't say Yitzhak loves Yaakov. What does that mean? Does it mean he doesn't love him? He loved him. But there's two types of Ahava. There's Chesed Sheba Chesed, Ahava Sheba Ahava and there's Ahava Sheba Gvura. Right? 
Yitzchak gave Esav Ahava Sheba Ahava, like we explained. Yitzchak loved Yaakov, and he taught Yaakov with his Gevura. Yitzchak, the Gibor, is supposed to teach his children Gevura. Yaakov, he did teach Gevura, and he loved him. But again, it was a tough love. Now, Yitzchak teaching his Midah to Yaakov, that's a good thing. That's what it's supposed to be. But if a child sees a parent dealing with him in one way and dealing with his brother, the Russia, in, an, in another way, that's not easy for the kid to see. That's confusing. So when Yaakov buys the Bechor from Esau legitimately, he should have gone to Yitzhak and said, listen, I bought it. Why didn't he go? It wasn't because he was scared of Yitzhak. He felt the love. But what did he think? My father loves me, chesed shebegvur. My father loves my brother Esav, chesed shebechesed. If I tell Yitzhak that I bought the Bechor, you know what he's going to say? You know, Yaakov, that wasn't nice. Tough love. That wasn't nice what you did. Come on. Give it to your brother Esav. The one who I love, Shabbalah. Listen, he needs, he needs chizik. You know, he has some rough edges. Chazikim. Again, speculation only. So, so Yaakov Inu doesn't go to tell Yitzchak what he did. Because he was nervous that Yitzchak would just take it and give it back, give it to his beloved, beloved son, Esav. So what does he do? He stays, and his mother's mechazikim. And what does his mother do? She used the tricks that she learned from Lavan. She teach Yaakov, she teach Yaakov the Ishtam how to be also a trickster, the Kedusha. Which Yaakov eventually used against Lavan himself. So you see like a lot of mixtures here. Rivka also, you see by Rivka that even though she was the Baal's Chesed, she, she had a lot of Gvur in her. She leaves her family three years old, right? Trying to leave her family. She was, in this week's part of the beginning, she gets very, very upset about the pregnancy. Lama Zanochi, like what's going on over here? Again, we're not hiding on Rivka, but you see there's a sense of gruel. At the end of the parsha, she's very, very upset that Esav's marrying these women. It doesn't say that the Loshonas by Yitzhak like that. But by Rivka it says that. So you see how Rivka also, she was balanced. She had both. And therefore she was able to teach Yaakov properly. There's a lot of, there's a lot of midas going on. This, this sugya is, is, is done. But just a, a, a foreshadowing, I don't know what the right word is. You know, Yaakov, again, who are we to say? But when Yaakov deals with his own children, maybe we'll get there. What happens when he deals with Yosef and his brothers? He gives Ahava Sheba Ahava to Yosef, and he gives the Ahava Sheba Gvura to the other brothers, and that creates Vaitar Brahm. So you see how the Midos are so important. And who are we? The Avos, <laughs> they know Midos much more than us. That's hands down. But one has to really be cognizant, has to really be working on his Midos in a very, very real way, and to know what he has and what his wife has and what they're teaching what they're getting from each other, because you just don't know. And you can try your best at the end of the day, Emunah. At the end of the day, you try your best, 
But a Kaddish Baruch Hu decides. But we have to try our best. We still have to do Ashtanas. We can't say, oh, what do I know? Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world anyway. Lo alacha hamlacha lagmor. It's not upon you to finish the malacha. But velo ata ben chorin libatel menabi. You're not just a ben chorin, a free person to say, what does it matter? Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world anyway. I don't have to do anything. Maybe. Again, b'derech efshir. To explain some of these in Yanam in the parsha, but uh, we have to really think about the midas. Think about a person has to think of who is he? Is he gevura? Is he a chesed? What does his wife have? And then listen, it's a it's a, it's a long journey. Shmuel Zacher, Mitzvah. Listen again. Brother? Yeah, of course. Brother. Achman, Achman.
She's not Guru, she's Chesed. And Yitzchak was really Guru and he gave him Chesed. But Yaakov, he gave them, they gave him the right Mikos. That's why he ended up okay. Maybe. 